The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And welcome into the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti, belly on up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar right here in my basement in Evergreen Park. And we got 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb that is the EP Podcast. On the show today, the Stockyard Kilty Band as they get ready to celebrate 100 years with a big party. John Brand from Open Outcry also has a barrel-aged stout that we're going to try out. And from the Evergreen Park High School Football Mustangs, head coach Jerry Verdi on this program to wrap up a season. And there's a $250 cash prize going to be available to all of you out there. I'm going to tell you how you can win it over Thanksgiving weekend. It's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. You need a bank you can rely on, one that knows your community and provides customized accounts and offers just for you. Count on First National Bank of Evergreen Park in that iconic building at 95th and Pulaski. They are a locally-based community bank committed to the people and businesses right here in Evergreen Park. And now when you open up a total access checking account, you get $300. Open that account today at bankevergreenpark.com slash total access slash EP. $100 required to open, requirements to qualify, must use link to apply, member FDIC. down here i got a crowd at the nine foot homemade oak bar i mean i got i mean we are every bar stool down here and why not because first of all this is a big group i mean if you would have brought everybody matt mckee uh from the stockyard kilty band it would have been well i would have needed a bigger basement correct i mean how many guys you got in your in your entire group it's uh, about 50, about 50 people, so yeah, you'd... Uh, we, It'd have been we'd, packed we'd, in here. We'd pack, yeah. If you would have brought in the bagpipes, like <laughs> all 50 sets of bagpipes and the drums, I know we didn't have enough room. Like, that that might have been the difference right here. And I want to welcome Matt McKee, Dave McKee, and I don't know why Chris Brett is here. He just, <laughs> he, he hooked up the entire thing. I know Chris from the neighborhood. Are, are you, do you play bagpipes? Is this something I don't know about? No, I'm the least talented person in this band. I just... Uh, <laughs> I carry the flag for him, but my son's a drummer. Oh, okay. So you're you're like the promotions guy. No, I'm just the hanger on. You're the roadie. Yes, <laughs> I do. He's the glue. Don't let him fool you. He's the glue that holds us. He's like one of those girls that hang backstage at the metal concerts to meet the band. That's what you are. And damn proud of right. it. Right, but for for guys that guys that play bagpipes, get Chris Brett. That's a, that's how that works. That's so we true. luck out. <laughs> He brought over beer. You brought over what I've been drinking here lately. I've been telling people this. I think I've said it on the show that I, I'm on a Guinness kick right now because, uh, first of all, I'm fat. And secondly, I don't like light beer. <laughs> so I was like, I realized that Guinness has barely any calories. compared. It's almost like a light beer. It's the Irishman's light beer. And I'm like, that's it. I'm on Guinness from now on. So that's it's Guinness and whiskey. Those are my only two things these days. Is that why you drink it too, for the weight loss benefits? Yeah, that's right. As you can see, I, I try to keep myself nice and thin. So. For All the right. ladies. <laughs> Matt, Dave, tell me a little bit about what's going on with your group, okay? Uh, first of all, the bagpipes, they're glorious. I see you at all these different events. Normally, I see you around St. Patrick's Day when it's your busy time and you guys just look stressed. Like, you're relaxed down here right now because it's November. Do you, first of all, do you do very much 
during this month? Are you at a Thanksgiving Day parade? Or are you just basically doing weddings? What are you guys normally doing this time of year? It's mostly weddings and, and funerals, those type of things. But there's still things happening. Blue Island uh, Christmas Light Parade's coming up. So we'll be playing that in a couple weeks. So there, there, it's a year-round It's a year round event. You, you know, all the time there's something happening we could play at. So it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. The wives love it. <laughs> but you have a 100-year anniversary coming up, right? That's the big thing. Is, right, this, right. is this truly the 100th year? It's not really 101 and you had to wait a year because of the, the pandemic, right? Is this really the 100th year? This is, yeah, this is the 100th year. We're right. formed in Any original members still kicking in the band? <laughs> <That's> Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's some still uh, there's some uh, old timers that are still around, but no one who's uh, going to be celebrating their hundredth okay. with us, unfortunately. All right. All right. But yeah, it's a it's a big deal, and so this is a little more stressful time for us this year than in most past years because it's it's a lot of stuff to get done for this. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the event. Like, what what is it? Is it a concert? Is it a party? Like, what? Can, can anybody come to it? Tell me a little bit about it. Yes, yes, and yes. Yeah, no, no open to anybody and everybody. It's uh, it's a little bit of all that. It's a big party, but a lot of music, a lot of uh, entertainment. So the pipe band will play a couple of times. We've got an Irish band, St. James Gate, is going to be playing just, you know, random Irish music through it to help uh, carry you through when we're not playing. We've got the Irish dancers coming, uh, the Blackbird School of Dance, and uh, I, uh, traditional Highland dance, and uh, the Thizzle... Thistle and Heather, easy for me to say, Highland dancers. So it's a huge cultural event for everybody if they can make it down there. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's It's been written up in the Irish papers as, as one of the best little hidden gems on the south side. Oh, hold on a second, hold on a second. Like, I, look, I'm part Irish, okay? And then I'm all Irish when it comes to the high holiday in the month of March. <laughs> but I'm part Irish. I know I got an Italian last name, but there's just as much Irish in this blood as there is Italian. You're telling me there's Irish papers? When it is, when, 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 there's Irish papers? Like, there's a whole Irish press that I'm not aware of? Other oh, than man. the normal news on the south side of Chicago. There's an Irish press? Tell me about this. It's oh, yeah. the real news. Really? Go into Fox's. They got the papers all, st- <laughs> all stacked up on the benches there. The underground Irish paper Oh, network. it's there, man. Yeah, the things that I learn when I sit here on this show. That's absolutely incredible. All right, so uh, event is going to be where again? It's at Bourbon Street, November 20th. Okay, and then how do I get tickets if I want to go? You can find them on our Facebook page, right. uh, the Stockyard Kilty Band uh, on Facebook. You can buy them at the door. You can buy them from any member. So there's uh, there's almost so many res- resources, it's unbelievable. When I asked that question, I was just waiting for you to hand me free tickets. But whatever, man, <laughs> that's fine. No, 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 don't worry about that. that. I, I do want to ask you, though, in case anybody's ever curious, I asked you the same question, so I'm going to ask you the question again. But you're the only bagpipers I know, first of all. I mean, you would think that I would know all kinds of bagpipers, but I, you're the only ones I really know. You've, you've been on the show before. How does somebody get involved in being a bagpiper? Like, I know mostly this answer already because I've asked this before, but somebody might be listening who who doesn't know. Is this is this a family thing? Is this a, hey, I always wanted to do this. I should just reach out to Stockyard Kilty Band and they'll they'll teach me or there's a class I should take. Like, how does somebody get into this? Yeah, no, they can reach out. That That's how we've survived for 100 years because we're teaching and we keep it going that way. So exactly, we we are kind of a self-promulgating uh, band. So Dave teaches the drums every Tuesday. I teach the pipes. Uh, other members help out. So almost almost everybody in the band learned through uh, through our school, so to speak. So the bag, I mean, the bagpipes, obviously Matt knows more than I do on this, but they're a very difficult instrument to learn. But unlike when you're, you decide you're going to have your kid try and play the trumpet and you have to go and buy him a trumpet, which I don't know, I don't know how much those cost. 
you don't go buy bagpipes right away. I don't know. know what they are. Either. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know if, you know, they're, you know, five bucks my, or whatever. My daughter picked a saxophone and I had mine left over from back when I used to play it. She's right. playing a 40 year old saxophone is what she's doing. So like, I have right, no idea what a trumpet works, is. But right. it's, you know, for these guys, you know, they learn on the channer. So that's a relatively cheap instrument to learn on. And if they don't progress, you know, or if they lose interest, you're not out that much money. Okay. So, but they get fancy, bit. don't they? Didn't we talk about this before? Like you guys start doing like weird things with your, your, uh, um, your bagpipes where all of a sudden you got like engravings on them and like, you know, really fancy wood that's being used. Like they can, you can kind of, you can trick out, <laughs> like, like, you can put some spinners on that thing. Like you can put some neon lights, like there's stuff you could do. You, so you can make it your own, right? Oh yeah. I mean, once you get the pipe jet, you can go as crazy as you want, but they're not cheap a base set, right? You're a thousand bucks somewhere in that neighborhood, but. Right, then you can go you can go up a ways, you know. You can get Expl- crazy. Exploding scoreboards, everything. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, the quick story is that, you know, I used to hang around at one of your fine sponsors, the Legion, okay. and you know, we heard the bagpipes at night and my wife and I would just go back and like listen to them and then we Wait, you, you guys play in the back where behind the Legion? Like are you yeah. practicing back there? Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I didn't know that. Friday nights. In Evergreen Park, you're playing back in the Legion. Yeah. Okay. And my, we just talked to him and said, hey, you know, my son's 13 years old. He likes the drums. He doesn't like to play in the band. They said, just come over to my house in Beverly. And so my son started going to the house in Beverly. You know, I'd bring him a 12-pack for the for the payment. And <laughs> You guys get paid in beer a lot, don't you? Yeah. We do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we should be proud of that or not, but yes, we do. We do. Not enough. <laughs> but he's been in the band for 13 years now, he's, you know, and he's just loving it. And that's it's just, a, that, that's how it, that, that how it, how it forms this band all right well guys uh good luck on the event and what do you what do you hand him here just, want, just so you know i'm the pr guy yeah this is the this is our uh challenge uh coin what is this does this so mean i, I gotta stay sober for a certain amount of time it's like no you gotta stay drunk for a certain amount okay of time. president biden w- gave one to the pope okay and it's an irish thing so you keep that in your pocket when you come to the uh the party if you put this in front of somebody and they don't have one they owe you a beer is that right? It's an old Irish thing called but a challenge they, coin. But if they drop one, if they have one, then you owe them a beer. I have a challenge coin now. You do. Now, and that's I, one of the many things that will be for sale and, at the event. And it so will. when I use a challenge, what are the rules for when you use a challenge coin? You have to use it at a certain type of event. I can use it anytime I want to. How does this work? If you walk into a bar right. and you see somebody sitting there right. and you know they were in a stock yard cap like I am, right. put that down in front of them. They don't have the coin, they owe you a beer. Is that right? Yeah. So anytime I see somebody from from your group now. Especially when you see a guy in kilt. Oh. The, t- uh, the Buchanan. Sorry. And then just pop it down. But if they produce theirs, I got to give them a beer? Well, yeah. no, you just drink together. We just drink together. <laughs> no, no. I can do that. I can do that. It's that sounds like a plan. Situation. Yeah, it sounds like a plan. This seems like a way for you guys to get free beer. You give unsuspecting right. people these coins, and then they think, oh, I'm going to get a free beer, and you guys never leave home without your coins, don't you? Right. Oh, I know. When was the last time you left my... home without your coin? Don't put it in front of me now, because I can't respond. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God we're at your place because I can give you a beer out of there. It's awesome. Uh, guys, I really appreciate it. Matt, Dave, Chris, thanks so much. Uh, cheers to you guys. And uh, congratulations on 100 years of thank Stockyard Kilty Band. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. It is now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by the Evergreen Park Chamber of Commerce, announcing right now, here on this program, coming November the 27th, 
later on this month on Thanksgiving weekend, the Evergreen Park Money Tree Hunt. You will be looking for a money tree hidden at a business in Evergreen Park. And the first person to find it will win $250. This is a one-day contest taking place on November the 27th and kicking off at 9 in the morning. A starting point will be provided to you, and then you start looking for the treasure, following the clues, going from spot to spot in Evergreen Park, racing against your neighbors to try to get that $250. And the EP podcast is involved in this thing. We have so much to talk about with the EP Money Tree Hunt. Kelly Maroney from the Chamber on the program next week. There is no purchase required to be a part of this, but you do have to register in advance. You can start doing that right now at evergreenparkchamber.org. Get more information there as well. Another fun event coming up this month on Saturday, November the 20th, the annual family turkey shoe put on by the Evergreen Park Youth Department, and it's open for all 4th, 5th, and 6th graders and their parents or guardians. And no, you're not shooting a turkey team of a child and one parent or guardian shooting 10 free throws apiece. The team with the most made free throws wins a 10 to 12 pound turkey. $8 per team happening at the activity center, 3 p.m. at 3220 West 98th Street. Entry forms and fees due into the youth department by Friday, November the 12th at 5 p.m. It's over at the community center at 3450 West 97th Street. That's your EP Podcast word on the street found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial Representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. Joining us as he has each and every week during the high school football season, the head coach of the Evergreen Park Mustangs, head coach Jerry Verdi. How are you, coach? I'm good, Chris. It didn't end the way that I think we all wanted it to end. It was probably an eventuality, but a home playoff game kind of felt like after a nice six and three season, you guys had a really good shot of, I think it would have been a little bit of an upset, but it seemed like it was something that was within the realm of possibility. But in the end, uh, you guys got kind of worn down and, and beat up at the end of that game and uh, your season is over. Uh, take us through it. Sure. You know, uh, we got very lucky getting the, getting the home game and, and we had a wonderful crowd that, that, that came out and, you know, preparation for the game for the week was, uh, wasn't bad. You know, we ended up uh, dealing with some of the, the poor weather like everybody else did uh, as far as practice goes, but we felt pretty decent going into the game and, for about a quarter and a half, it was a really good game. Things kind of went bad for us with the last five minutes of the second quarter. Rather than going in at halftime, you know, even with it seven to seven or fourteen to seven being down a touchdown, we we just made a series a series of mistakes uh, that that made us that, that brought us in at halftime, you know, twenty eight to to seven. And uh, you know that's a that's a tough margin to come back from, regardless of of who you're playing against. 
uh, let alone a you know a quality football team. And 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 obviously we didn't we didn't make the comeback. We made some mistakes on on Saturday um, that we hadn't really been making all year. You know, a big game with with a, against a good opponent, and you know we we turned the ball over. We we missed some tackles. We we didn't take on some blocks where we where we should have took them on, and 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 that costs you. You know, it, it might not cost you right away, but eventually it does. And and for us on Saturday, it definitely did. You know, you end up losing the playoff game 48-21 to Sycamore, but when you look at your overall body of work this season, especially the fact that you didn't get a regular season the year before, you go out, you go 6-3, and three, and you outscore opponents, it looks like, by 99 points from what I'm seeing here, 256 to 157 on the season. Like, you had a lot of positives this season. What did you take away from this year with your kids? Well, you know the key to each and every game, and 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 this is something that we preached was was getting in a decent week of practice, and and the kids bought into that. You know the 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 guys really did understand that. You know the difference between winning and losing oftentimes is what happens. You know Monday to, Monday to Thursday, you don't win a game on a Wednesday, but you could have a really rotten practice, and you could potentially lose a game on a Wednesday and not even know it yet. You know, and and they understood that. And if you look at our body of work, particularly uh, the the nine games of the regular season, we could have very easily went eight and one. Potentially, even could have went nine and zero. Oh, but we did what we have to. We had to do it in each and every one of those games, and that was going to the fourth quarter with an opportunity to to win it. We had our games where we did that, and obviously we had our our games that we did not. But the competitiveness and the resilience, which had been an issue for us was something that uh, was was definitely a, a huge positive for us during that regular season in particular and and obviously the the seniors that we had that uh, some of which were three year starters uh, really did a, a a wonderful job just to mention the some names that I've mentioned before at this time I'll start with uh, a few of the linemen you know you have uh, uh, Nate Johnson who uh, started both ways for us for three years uh, on offense and defense and he was just recently named. Uh, to the academic all-state team, Aiden McDermott. He also got two-way time for us for for three years in a row. Michael Torres, who was you know kind of Mr. Everything for us for for three years, really playing almost every special team and in, in offense and defense, making some amazing plays uh, along the way. Uh, always kind of led by his his work ethic and. You know, even in practice, didn't take plays off. And then um, Elijah Matthews, who by the end of his Senior year this year was as exciting a player to watch as, you know, I bet almost anybody in the state, but some of the plays he made, particularly in our last three games, just going to there were amazing. Some of those catches and, and his catches changed games. And then, of course, last but not least, you know, James Williams, who was named the uh, South Suburban Red uh, Player of the Year, uh, MVP for the conference. And he had a wonderful season uh, at running back in particular. He scored three, uh, 13 touchdowns, he, uh, came up just a little short of 1,000 yards, and, and also defensively, you know, had a great year for us at inside linebacker, made some big hits and some big plays. And, and uh, you know, you can go down a list. There's a lot of other guys that also kind of fit that mold. But, you know, the guys we needed to play well, you know, played well. And um, I, I believe we had, our, you know, you can really attribute your success, uh, be, you know, due to that. When you look back at this season, was there a moment? Was there a wow moment? Was there a something that happened that just sticks out to you? What's 
give me a highlight from your year that you're like that that was great. Well, our, our first three games um, were excellent. You know, not giving up a point the first three games was was pretty amazing. Uh, you know, I, I coached a fourteen and zero state championship team, and we didn't do that. You know, so that's a pretty amazing thing to you know to start the season with. There's a lot of different moments in the season that you'll always remember, some good, some bad, but maybe the most important situation for us was homecoming, playing against Argo, winning that game 14 to to 13, and uh, doing it in a manner where we came back and and had to really steal the game from them, you know, because we lose that game and you kind of almost are in a situation where you're going to leave the season on the field that night, you know. And obviously we would have finished out and maybe we could have pulled off five and four or something like that. But the resilience we showed that night with all the distractions that homecoming brings and for a high school team, there's a lot of distractions on homecoming. The fact that we walked off the field that night with a win was huge. And, you know, I let them know that, you know, because it didn't matter. doesn't matter who you're playing, you know, in that situation. Uh, you, you just got to walk, walk away with the win. And we were able to do that. And, and, uh, we were obviously continued being competitive from there. And, um, it, it was really something that we built off of walking off the field that night with a win. How quick do you start looking at next year? I mean, do you already kind of have an idea of which, uh, which sophomores and juniors are going to be your big guys next year? Or are you already kind of like <laughs> thinking about that in your head? You try to not do that as much as possible during the year, but, but you do, you know, when, when, You've got juniors who who have particularly you know good games and and players that uh, make wonderful uh, growth you know during the year you know uh, case in point would be uh, uh, Dave Pierce coaches the defensive line for us and and all year long we were working with uh, Eduardo Antunes who was a sophomore he's a six three and he's got you know he's he's, he's over two hundred pounds and he's got the frame to be something special at defensive end. And the amount of growth he had from the beginning of the season to walking off that field versus Sycamore was 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 amazing. So you, you have those kind of conversations, but realistically, you know, we try to put that on the back burner for as, as long as we can until we we put this season away with you know with our awards night and and things like that. And but obviously, some of those conversations are have already been had. Head coach Jerry Verdi from the Evergreen Park Mustangs. Coach, it has been an honor to talk to you throughout the season. Don't be a stranger, and I look forward to our talks when you guys get back on the field. Absolutely, Chris. We, we really appreciate it. You know, I get muscle aches all the time. I've gone from being able to do whatever I want to and not feeling any pain to basically getting pain for any kind of physical activity. Good news, there's a local family-owned Southside business that provides a CBD topical that will not break the bank. Creaky Bone Balm offers concentrated relief for creaky bones. It is an effective hemp-based CBD in a rejuvenating balm. And guess what? It's made in small batches, always free of preservatives, and all natural ingredients. It's great for muscle aches, tension, inflammation, joint pain. You can even use it for skin ailments like burns and dry, cracked skin. Right now, go to creakybone.com and use the promo code BASEMENT. Get 20% off your order. And now check out the new 2,500 milligram balm with reduced pricing on their classic balms right now at creakybone.com. 
Down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar with John Brand from Open Outcry. How are you, John? What's going on, Chris? How are you? We're going to talk about this beer that you you broke out of a barrel. If you've been in Open Outcry there at around 109th and Western Avenue, a beautiful brewery, always got great food there, incredible beers on tap. There has been this ginormous barrel that was in between some of the, the bar stools where like if you were towards the end of the bar, it basically had a sign on it. Like, please don't sit on this barrel. Leave, leave the barrel leave alone. The barrel it has beer in the barrel. And it was finally uh, opened up this, uh, this past week. And I got over there immediately to go try it. It was a dark pool that was barrel age. You could tell me what the whiskey or bourbon was Knob here in Creek. a second. Which one? Knob Creek? Yep. All right. And then there was a, a uh, an orange peel zest that was uh, put into it? Correct. All right. And it was spectacular. And cocoa nibs. Yeah. And you you even said it. When I brought it up to you, like, that was a good beer. You are like, yeah, that was one of my favorite beers I've a, had in a while in my own place. It's a special beer. And I try not to get uh, fall too in love with our beers because- uh, I try. I want to remain impartial and make sure we can look at our beers objectively. But when I when but when Will cracked that barrel and we had a couple sips of it last week, it's a special beer. I, I'm we're really proud of this. And that barrel was sitting in the middle of the tap room because during the pandemic, when there was nobody sitting in the place, we just started filling barrels and we started running out of places to put them. So that one ended up under <laughs> that one ended up where a bar stool normally I, would. I be. always love that section there at the end of the bar because it's like, oh, look at this—you got some private seats that are separated by a barrel yeah. that were like yeah. right at the end of the bar. Yep. Now it's gone now because gone. The, the barrel has been been opened up. In fact, it's kind of interesting when I was in there that you can actually see on the barrel racks that like some of them have now been opened up. Yeah. And you guys are having a lot of fun breaking those open. How how long is this going to be with the opening of the of the dark pool barrels and the barrel age stuff? How long is this going to be rolling out at Open Outcry? He is. Uh, we filled a ton of barrels last fall. When the second rounds of uh, indoor dining shutdowns happened in Chicago, so we're coming up on a year with many of these barrels, and we have a lot to empty. Yeah, so I think you're going to see these all winter. Uh, we're sitting here. I want to let people in on this. So John comes in, sits down. You know, you could tell he's always moving around. So he, he walks in, and I go, "You want a beer?" And all I've got is stuff that I've got in the bar, and I read off a bunch of them. And I, I he's like, oh, "I'll have a Bell's Too Hearted." Now, Bell's Too Hearted is like. A pretty solid IPA. Like well, people know the Bell's Too Hearted, The right? Bell's Too Hearted beer. It's got I mean, the it, fish on the label. It, it's won tons of awards. It's been one of the consummate IPAs in this country for the last 15, 20 years. It's considered a commercial example of how to make a great IPA. Right. And then you drank it. Yeah. And you were like, I don't know, Will makes really good IPAs. But like, there was a difference to you. Like, I think you've, you're, you're stashed. Like, you realize that what you're doing is on level, if not better well, than what well, people on, are buying. Hold on, hold on. I'm not comparing. See, you don't want to, you see, you don't want to talk good about your beer. I want to talk good about your Bell's beer because I agreed with you. Bell's Brewery is one of the best breweries in the country. Right. I, I, all I was saying was that when I, because I haven't had a two-hearted in probably a couple of years. Right. And cracked it, drank, and, and said to my, knowing that Bell's is a benchmark for making great beer, all I said was, Will's IPAs are just as good as this. Yeah, I mean, just as good. You're yeah. cute how you don't want to bad mouth another brewery. <laughs> sure, this sure. Is me. Just I'm, as good. That's what you said. This is just be, as this good. is be, this is be, this is one of the best breweries in the country. <laughs> you got a good brewer. You got good beer over you got a, there. We got a we got a phenomenal brewer. You got a phenomenal brewer with really good beer over there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so Thank you. you guys have a brand new system that I saw in action for the first time, but you had shown me it about a month or so ago when I popped in there for people to be able to order their food. And it was kind of a switchover for your kitchen. Yep. And we have so many people that listen to this show 
who not only go to local restaurants and bars, but also own them. There's a lot of local business owners that, you know, are looking for the next big thing. And you may have found the next big thing. Describe to people how things have changed for when you go and you order food at Open Outcry. Well, and how has that changed? That must have been hard to do. We, we've been open for four years now. And, and everyone knew that when you came into the brewery, you would go up to the indoor food truck, order your food at the window, pay at the window, sit back down at your table, and we would run your food out to you. Now, most people enjoy that experience. Some people didn't. Over time, we decided that providing a more traditional restaurant experience where you sit down at your table, you place an order with a server, and, and food and drink is on one bill probably is the next step for us. So right. we actually converted to that about a month ago, and it's been going fantastic. While we did that, we also incorporated contactless ordering and payment at your table. So every table now has a QR code, and if you choose to scan the QR code, send your drink and food order in through your phone and pay on your phone and tip on your phone, you don't necessarily have to wait for a server to come around and take your order. Or you can do both. You can start your experience with your server, get your order in, server's busy handling another table and you're down to your last sip on your beer and you're like, hell, I, I want a beer right now. I want to right. speculate it right now. Right, right. Just scan that QR code, send that ticket in, and you can you can do both. You can order with your server or you can send the ticket in with you with the QR code at the table. See, I think this is, and to me, this is one of the coolest systems that I've heard of and I couldn't wait to try it out. And the reason is because uh, I don't know if you've noticed listening to the show, but I like to drink. Okay. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of drinking beer and you're impatient. Yes. And I'm an impatient person. Yes. Exactly. And so I'm also the kind of person that while I'm drinking my beer, I start to look at it and I go, there is no way I'm going to sit here with an empty glass. So I start slowing down my drinking, trying to time, well, the waitress will get here. I'll put in my beer. Then I've got to still have something in my glass till she gets back over here. Like I'm that kind of psycho when it comes yep. to always making sure I've got a beer in front of me. And now I can just hit a button whenever I want one. Like, I mean, like there's part of me that would sit there and be like, all right, I got my new beer. Thanks. And she walks away and I'm like, I'm going to order the next one. Just have it ready in my phone for when I'm ready to go. Like I would thrive on a system like this, especially at a brewery. It's literal. So yeah. you literally can just scan the QR code and send that, send that beer order into the bar. Uh, it's very convenient. Uh, we've been doing this now for about two and a half weeks. Feedback's been really, really good. Ticket times when we're really busy, like on a Friday, Saturday night, it's been very, very nice. If the server can't get to you right away and you're ready for a beer, you just scan that QR code. The ticket spits out behind the bar, and we got those drinks on your table within 90 to 120 seconds. That's insane. Here's what else. Here's I, what mean, else. I don't know where you get that anywhere else. Well, this is what I, this is also. This is, it's also it's an interesting experience at the end because when you place the order on your phone, you've already paid and tipped. So let's say you sit down, you don't even have contact with the server throughout the experience. They'll come by and say, check on you and say, hello, how you doing? Can I get you anything? You're like, no, I'm using the QR code. I'm ordering through my phone. When you're done eating, you just get up and leave. You don't have to wait for anybody. You just literally, you just get up and walk out the door. Because Is that going to freak out your servers? Like, I'd be like, did they pay? Like, I'd be nervous if I was working at a restaurant. Somebody just got up. It's an left. odd experience. When I've, <laughs> gone, when I've gone into bars and restaurants to test, because we, we, we tried this system out at other places that yeah. are using the same thing. When you were done, you were like, okay, you're drumming your fingers on it. And you're like, oh, wait, we can just go. Right. We've already paid. Right. We've already tipped. We just leave. But you feel weird. It You're feels like, strange. <laughs> it feels strange, but it also feels good because you can just get up and leave. 
You take the last sip of your beer, get up, and you're out the, and just get up and walk out the door. John Brand, Open Outcry. Check them out at 10934 Southwestern Avenue. Thanks a lot, John. Pleasure, Chris. Thank you. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.